Welcome to New Life Miami, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nlmiami.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are saw the spies come back and they say you know we saw giants we saw a lot of um, obstruction we saw a lot of opposition we saw a lot of stuff in here that could be alarming and it could be very dangerous for us so a lot of Israel and the leaders of Israel they reject the plans to enter into the promised land you've ever you've ever been to a place where you know God's called you to something for those who are called to lead you, for some reason they're rejecting where God is leading you to. And you're like, wait a minute, I thought you were for me and with me. But in God's plan, I'm starting to recognize that some of the ones closest to me are the ones opposing me. Ever been there? And that's what these people are experiencing. Hey, there's a land for us. And they're like, hey, no, no, no. It's too strong. It's too much. You need to. Hey, God ever tell you to speak? And then someone right next to you who you look up to just says, you need to shut up. And like, what God says to me. God ever told you to go? And you're about to walk into a thing, walk into a place. And the person right next to you says, I think you just need to stay here. And not even do anything. I think you're really, really emotional. <coughs> but you know, deep, deep, deep in your gut, you've heard from God. Deep in your gut, he's calling you. Ever been there? I've been there in life. So now watch this. Israel is perplexed. We're not going. We reject. We refuse to go and fight these giants. We're going to all die. Right? So what does Moses do as a leader? Well, I'm going to have to go pray about this. Because you see, I know some 40 years ago, God promised me this. And I know our disobedience, that's why it took us 40 years. But now that we're here, and we're right here, and though, I almost feel like Moses was like, haven't we always had opposition? So this should be the norm and common to us. Why should we not walk into opposition again, yet again? So instead of being rational, or instead of jumping the gun, what does Moses do? He goes to the presence of God. I promise you this, there's a proper building in the presence of God. There's proper steps in the presence of God. I promise you that if you seek God's counsel, He then leads you in His ways. Moses goes and he intercedes for the people and for the situation. I want to read just scripture and I want scripture just to speak to you. And if something's for you, just feel free to say amen. Amen. As we read it. So as Moses prays to him, the Lord says to Moses in verse 11, he says, how long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? Listen to this. With all of the signs which I have performed among them, amen on that one hey with all the signs I've shown you with all the goodness that has passed before you how much how much more will you continue to reject me so Mo, so God says I'm gonna strike them and I'm gonna strike them with pestilence and disinherit them and I will make of you a nation greater mightier than they are so Moses says to the Lord then the Egyptians will hear it 
For by your might, you brought the people up from among the Egyptians. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of the land. They have heard that you, Lord, are among these people. And you, Lord, are seen face to face. And your cloud, Lord, stands above them. And you go before them in the pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So if you kill these people as one man, then the nations will have heard of your fame. And they will speak saying this. Because the Lord was not able to bring this people to the land which he swore to give them. Therefore, he killed them in the wilderness. Hey, Moses is brave. Moses is brave. Like, I'm not going to try to change God's mind by having a conversation with him. God, I have a, I know you're God and you're sovereign. And I'm, and I'm guessing you're, you're leading me to tell you these things because you already know all these things. But I have another solution. What do you think if we do this? So verse 17, he says, so I prayed. Oh, man. He says, let the power of my Lord be great. Just as you have spoken, saying that the Lord is long-suffering and he is abundant in mercy. He is forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he is by no means clears the guilty visits the iniquity of the fathers look what it says here on the children to the third and to the fourth generation he is so merciful he is so forgiving he doesn't just go to granddad but he goes to granddad and he goes to his son and he touches his son and his 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 power and his forgiveness is so strong it reaches and it rips through generations you see, I'm living today, and I'm fighting today, and I'm praying today so that my life won't be well. But I'm living, and I'm praying so that my son's son's life will be well with God. I'm living for generations that come after me. I'm not just living for my generation. Someone else is going to carry the name. Someone else is going to carry the, the name. And I'm not talking about the name Figueredo. Someone else is going to carry the banner that says Jesus Christ. And if I don't live for that now, and if I don't properly build that in his presence, then what is my son going to look at? What is his son going to look at? God's forgiveness and God's mercy, God's long-suffering, it rips through third and fourth generations. It touches generations. And then he says, you pardon the iniquity of the people. I pray, O oh Lord, according to the greatness of your mercy, just as you're forgiving this people from Egypt even until now some 40 years later and then the Lord said I have pardoned according to your word Moses like I can't even imagine that you know some of them are going to get to heaven and God's like I mean you're here because of me and all that but but you're lucky Moses prayed for you what some of the children of Israel are going to walk into heaven. And God's like, you're lucky. Moses loved you so much that, that he interceded and he prayed for you. So you and your son are here. You and your daughter are here today because you had an amazing leader called Moses. When, when he should have said, God, strike down all these people because, my God, they're giving me a migraine. And they are such a headache for 40 years. They don't get it through their heads. Instead, instead of wishing death upon them, he says, Lord, give them life. Why? It's all for your glory because then Egypt's going to hear about it anyways. Did you not free them? So what the people are going to say is, Lord, that 
when, when, when they go and when you strike them, like, oh, here's their God. He couldn't even really free them from the wilderness. So he, he really is just a, he's just a half God. He couldn't fully complete his work. God knows that. He understands that. He puts it on Moses here and he says, I've pardoned according to your word. But truly as I live, he says all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord because all these men who have seen my glory and in the signs which I did in Egypt and the signs I did in the wilderness and they have put me to the test now these ten times but yet they have not heeded my voice they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore listen Moses that's good I'm not going to strike them all dead right now but watch this none of them are going to enter into the promised land I'm sorry it's not going to happen they just, they're just disobedient. They're not going to see the land of which I swore to their fathers. Verse 23. Nor shall any of those who rejected me, will they see it. I want every eye on verse 24. And then God says to Moses, but there's a servant in your camp. Last, last, last Sunday we spoke about the position of servant, right? Last Sunday, we spoke about the anointing of being a slave, the anointing of serving. He says, there's a servant in your camp, Caleb. Come on, guys, read this with me. Look at this. And because he has a different spirit in him, and because he has followed me fully. One translation says, because he has a different attitude and wholeheartedly followed me. <laughs> because he has a different attitude he has a different spirit he says I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants they will inherit so now the Amalekites and the Canaanites dwell in this valley tomorrow will turn and move out into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea I'm gonna I'm gonna show you now which way Caleb and his descendants are gonna go read this passage I look at Caleb's life I see that in the midst of a crowd of people God looks at this one servant Caleb he says he has a different spirit about him there's a different manner in the way he lives there's a different manner in the way he walks he has a different attitude and he in the midst of everything has continued to wholeheartedly follow me and because of him, I'm going to allow him and his generation to enter into that in which I promised. So I started to think about that. I said, man, that's crazy because today I was going to talk about attitude. But what I'll do is I'm going to preach today's message on Wednesday's midweek service. So don't miss midweek service on Wednesday. So if you had plans, cancel them and be here at 730 because it still is a powerful message. But what's powerful about this is that it's amazing what a person's attitude presence and the glory that it brings forth in the next three weeks as we speak about shift starting Wednesday as well we're going to be talking about three A's we're going to be talking about attitude on Wednesday atmosphere next Sunday and then anointing three Sundays from now and I'm believing this that God has something amazing for us in 2017 but I believe that this amazing thing that God has for us is going to start with a shift in our attitudes. Amen.
And I promise you that when God shifts our attitudes, I promise you that then there will be a shift in the atmosphere. And when the attitude and the atmosphere is set, man, we bring forth a pure, a precious anointing. I would hate to start 2017 and live and walk in with great plans, but forget about the anointing and the presence of God. I'm going to tell you something right now before I plan and before we begin anything. This is what we're going to do. We're going to first enter with the anointing. So if we got to just stop our plans, if we got to worship for an hour longer, if we got to have an altar call, if we got to cast out demons, if we got to go to the hospitals and heal the sick, if we got to raise dead people, whatever it takes, I'm telling you, that let's walk forth with an anointing, with a presence, with a glory that people would say the presence of God is in their place. Lord, I, I want to be like Caleb. That in the midst of what everyone else is doing in this room, you could say there's one in there. And his attitude is different towards me. And his attitude is right. And because of that attitude, I'm going to shift a whole generation of people into a land that I've promised them to. And if I could just get my attitude right, I could then just receive the promise right. You see, because I know that there's a promise in my life. And I know that there's a promise for my life. But how will I ever receive the blessing and the promises of God if I'm walking with an attitude that is not pure, that is not holy, that is not gentle, that is not right? If I'm walking with a corrupt attitude, how will I receive such a beautiful blessing like God's promise? I'm telling you today, there's got to be an attitude adjustment so that we can receive the promises of God ahead for us. Come on, that there would be a shift in our attitude. A shift in our attitude Lord I need you to shift my attitude so that I can receive your blessings I don't live for the, and I'm not talking about tomorrow you will have a new car no but tomorrow you might instead of pray for 30 minutes you might be on your knees for 5 hours because the mucus stop, does not stop falling and the tears do not stop coming out and you begin to talk in the spirit and you begin to pray over people and you start texting and calling people and say I don't know what it is but I had a dream about you it's true how did you know about that because the presence of God has revealed it to me I'm talking about moving in an anointing that you've never had a hold on but how will we ever move in such an anointing if there is not a proper attitude? Come on. There's a Caleb in your camp. Just because of Caleb, he's always had the proper attitude. And because of that attitude, him and his whole generation, I'm going to allow them to come in. But those that reject me, after seeing my signs, I'm tired of it. They're not coming in. Like, come on, I'm going to open up the altar for a moment. But let me ask you a question. Are you still rejecting? Are you still rejecting? Because of what? You're in a wilderness, right? You're in a wilderness. Anyone in here in a wilderness? Watch this. The wilderness was never meant for you to reject God. Your wilderness was actually meant for you to grow more intimate with God. Because can I tell you something? I bet you Moses has never prayed as much as he prayed, but he prayed as much as he prayed because of a thing called the wilderness. So what are you doing today in the midst of whatever might be your wilderness? And you know that there's a promise right over there. 
Number one, are you rejecting God? Come on, I'm talking to every single person here. Are you rejecting God? If that's you today and you want to confess that and you want to repent from that and you want to be like Caleb, Lord, that you will shift my attitude because I know that there's an anointing. I know that there's a blessing. You don't even have to wait. You don't even have to ask the person next to you. Is it okay if I go up? You're going to run up here right now. We're going to pray and we're going to let the presence of God fill this place. And we're going to say, God, we're going to go as long as we need to go today. But we're going to tap into the spiritual things today. If you need to go, you could go. I'll see you Wednesday for our attitude message. But today, if there needs to be a shift in your attitude, if there needs to be a change, that's it once and for all. I got to go in to walk into these blessings, into this promised land. But there first needs to be an attitude adjustment. There first needs to be something in me that is corrected before I walk into something so precious and so beautiful. If that's you today, don't even think about it. You come up to this altar. We're going to pray with you. We're going to cry out with you. We're going to seek God with you in your presence. And we're going to ask God to visit us here in a powerful way. In a powerful way. And if that's you today, I, I, I don't want you just to like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, like get lost right now in the presence of God. I, I mean, if you want to lay down in the presence of God, lay down. If you want to get on your knees, you get on your knees. But, but today, God shifted this service for someone. Come on. Lord, here's my attitude. And start confessing it. It's, it stinks, God. Here's my attitude. And it is rotten, God. My attitude towards people is horrible. My attitude towards my spouse is horrible. My attitude towards my parents, horrible. My attitude, Lord God, towards my spouse is horrible. My attitude towards my children is horrible. My attitude towards my job is horrible. I can't stand my co-workers. I can't stand my boss. That person that sits next to me annoys me. I can't stand driving in Miami's traffic. Everything bothers me. I hate the television. Everything bothers me. I can't put on the radio. Everything bothers me. I don't want to come to church no more. Everyone bothers me. I don't want to pray anymore. Everything bothers me. I don't want to worship anymore. Everything bothers me. I'm tired of hearing things. Everything bothers me. Maybe today you've been shook. Maybe today you've been shifted and you recognize that it's not the things around you. It's actually what's inside of you. And it's not the things that are surrounding you, but it's the things that are in you. And what you really need is a new attitude, not new surroundings. Come on! Set a fire down in my soul. Wait, 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 wait. Because maybe some of us are praying for a new job. And what you need is not a new job. It's actually a new perspective in the job in which you're working now. Some of you are like, well, maybe I should get a divorce. Maybe I should walk away from my spouse. She doesn't love me the way she's supposed to love me. He doesn't love me the way he's supposed to love me. Maybe what you need is not a new spouse. Maybe what you need is a new heart. I think I'm going to leave this church. I think he screams too much. I think they sing too long. I think it's too dark. I think it's a warehouse. But maybe what you need is not even a new church. Maybe what you need is a new establishment of relationship and intimacy with God. Because listen to me. Church just fills you. But your growth, it's never responsibility of the church to bring growth. You and your relationship and your intimacy with God, there is where your growth is found. In your brokenness before the presence of God. So stop blaming everything and everyone. Come on, where's the attitude? Lord, shift my attitude into better things. Lord, make me a Caleb. 
make me a Caleb. That there's one in the camp that has the proper attitude. And because I have a good spirit, and because I have a good attitude, me and my people will enter into the promised land. Hey, listen, the presence of God is in this place. And we're going to pray. And we're going to worship Him now with power. And we're going to worship Him now with might. Do not be timid. Do not be scared. But right now, this is what I want you to pray. Lord, you break me down right now. Come on, begin to pray that. Right now where you're at, you begin to say, Lord, I pray right now that you would break in me. and uh, Oh, man, build in me a new attitude, Lord. Lord, rip my foundations. Come on, if there's anyone else that needs prayer, we'll pray with you. Don't leave this altar unless we pray for you. But we're going to pray, anointing. We're going to pray that the Spirit of God just move in your life. That you're never the same. Man, today is going to be a day in which you actually, which you actually receive this, this new anointing of God, this new attitude of God. If anyone else needs prayer, come up. If you want to just stand or sit or kneel where you're at. But I ask you to surrender and seek your God. Rest in His presence today. But if you need prayer, come up. Let's pray. You guys hey. set a fire down.